Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation. On the face of the planet, still, yes, still the greatest success story the world has ever known. And it shall be in great prominence as that again. And you know what? I'm thinking not um, sooner than, than, than later because the policies of uh, the uh, folks that have just gotten into off, um, uh, taken control of Washington, D.C. are just absolutely ludicrous. We'll be examining that a little bit uh, later on in the show. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. And this is um, the C.L. Bryant Show coming to you emanating over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation. And uh, if you're traveling through Times Square, and I'm going to tell you this every uh, top of every hour, every time we go back. I'm, I'm so proud of it. I really am. And I can't wait till, um, well, New York gets back to being New York. I have a friend that I want to take there. And it's, it's a fantastic place. But you know what? I think New York will come back different. What I was saying, though, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to uh, pass by, and you will pass by the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, building. And above that building is the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant show does uh, pop up there on that screen uh, for about five, five, six seconds. That's a pretty long time. Count to five. One, two, three, four. Five. There he was. He was there. He, there he was. He had to take pictures and everything. Uh, and uh, and you know what? That's something uh, I never got a chance. I've been sent pictures to, but I never got a chance to uh, go up there when it was first um, put up. I've never seen it live personally. I've had friends uh, who live there in the city saying, CL, man, you're doing it big. Uh, there we see you all the time popping up on the billboard here in Times Square. But I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I want to thank uh, Red State for bringing me on to and into their family and their pr- platform. There's a lot of things that we're about to do together. Uh, Red State, myself, Freedom Works, we're about to venture out into uh, the deep. As all of you know, I'm relocating uh, to Florida. I'm relocating to Florida, and uh, I look forward, so forward to uh, uh, us being, I don't know, it's just, uh, I don't know, us being bigger. Uh, we we ha- we've had the potential for a long time to just explode, and I thank God really for what He has done with uh, this this ministry uh, that He has given me, and that's really what it has been uh, for Michelle and I and Jarrett. 
uh, my my close in. That's those are my uh, Peter, James and John's and my pastor, Pastor James A. McMenus. Uh, those are my my closest confidants as far as this is concerned. But as far as the radio show is concerned, uh, Michelle and Jarrett are my closest confidants, confidants when it comes to this show. And we have known since seven years ago that if we brought it, if we, we brought it to you, you would receive it, uh, the message, and it, you, would, you would magnify it. And that's what you have done. And we appreciate that. Uh, Freedom Works, 11 years ago, when I became a part of that family, and um, which has led to where I am now. Actually, actually, that led to the loss of a church that I uh, built. The Lord let me build a church down in Soda Parish, Cedar Hill Baptist Church, um, and uh, put it there on the main road. It's a nice, beautiful church. The Lord allowed uh, me to build it along with the congregants and people there, but uh, lost that church behind uh, doing what I know is principally right. And started on this journey. And friends, I always tell you, if, if, it, if it comes to choosing between the popularity or the principle, stick with the principle. The show, the C.L. Bryant show, could have uh, taken the path most popular back in the day. And have j- I could have moved to New York easily. And uh, Jane would have hated it, but, but <laughs> we could have moved there very easily and could have blown up. Uh, I see my friend Dan Bongino did that. Uh, Pete Hegseth, all of us started off together. Uh, we, you know, we all did that. They all did that. They moved to New York, and that's where they are. Uh, even the kid, as as as, as I um, uh, call him, uh, Lawrence Jones. Uh, Lawrence was just seventeen, eighteen years old when I first met him. Uh, we brought him into a Freedom Works fly-in. Moved to New York, blew up. I'm not saying that they traded in principles or anything, but they chose to become a part of, you know, that. They, they wanted that. And, you know, and I didn't. I didn't want that for me at the time. So what did I do? I, I allowed God to open doors gradually <clears throat> for me, you know, just gradually. Things I could not see, things I could not make happen, things, you know, that just, you know, were out of my control. He had to do it. And so this is what is happening with this show. This show is and has experienced through the ups, downs, the attacks, everything that has been launched against it in the spirit realm. And, you know, and I don't want to sound like, ooh, you know, woo. no, that's real. There's a realm that is much more real than the one we live in. And in fact, our dream state may give us give that away. Uh, and that's a whole nother conversation. I have someone that I want to bring on to talk about that and uh, the things that we feel intuitively uh, given to us by our creator in, in his image. Um, those gives us that gives us insight into a, a totally different dimension. But that's that's a whole nother conversation. My point is about this show is that we are growing. And, and I'm saying to you, and I want to thank all of you for having come along with us on this journey. And uh, I look forward to all of you who I will meet in the future, uh, those who I haven't met yet uh, in the future. And uh, I want to... Um, Thank those friends who have been friends in the past. Uh, those we'll be saying goodbye to, and um, those we'll be welcoming aboard. I want to thank you for being there when we needed you and at the time that we needed you. 
and uh, we will continue to uh, need you saying good things about us, and we'll con- continue to try and do good things for you to say good things about. And so, um, friends, with that, I want to thank you for your prayers, for friends that I've asked you to pray for and so forth. Continued prayers to all of them. And uh, thank you so much for uh, being there for us and, and being the, the Americans that will, in fact, make this nation great again. That, that is something that you cannot, will not, should not go away, right? It shouldn't happen. And you are going to have to uh, pick your place to fight the fight. I had thought of Texas. I thought for me that would be fantastic because, you know, it's the Alamo State and all of that, you know, and, and I don't know if this is our last stand or I don't know what may have to be sacrificed in order to save the republic. But um, I decided that Texas, my, my good friend Alan, my good friend Alan West is over there and, hey, um, he is now the chairman of the GOP there. And I'm pretty sure you could have found a place for me there. Right, Alan? I'm sure you could have. So I could have gone to Texas, wanted to go to Texas. Uh, I really have great friends who are still pulling at me to come up to North Carolina. Uh, And it's a wonderful place. I love Asheville. Love, love, love. I love the Raleigh-Durham area. And you know what, friends? It's so strange that the, the most beautiful places, including Miami and Los Angeles, San Diego, you know, places like that, uh, New Orleans, you know, Atlanta, most of them are inhabited by liberals big time, big time. Most beautiful places on earth. New Hampshire, in my opinion, is a beautiful place. Connecticut, oh, God, it's gorgeous. Liberals inhabited by them. And they live there. You know, they like beauty, you know. It's the libertarian side of everyone in this country, I think. But anyway, I want to thank you all for um, coming aboard, having been a part of the show. We're looking for bigger, better, brighter things here in the very near future. But I have chosen, I have made the choice of uh, Florida. And I don't know what, uh, you know, all goes along with that. But I do know a successful radio show, a successful uh, branching out into new ways of expanding the kingdom of God uh, is being presented. And I certainly, certainly, certainly am looking forward to representing well Freedom Works throughout the state of Florida and throughout the nation as we continue to crisscross the nation once a month, every month. Uh, as we um, carry not only the good news of Christ Jesus, but the good news of America and the gospel of both. Yeah. Well, friends, uh, coming up in the show a little bit later on, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. will be on with me. He has a new book that uh, he's going to talk about, one that is in the making. It's it's coming. It's a book that's coming. He's a friend of mine, a brother of mine, and uh, I certainly want to give him every opportunity to tell us about his, his, uh, his work that he's in the process of putting forward. It will be something that I think will be of great value 
to all of us when we examine kingdom law enforcement. That's the name of the book. That's the proposed name of the book of uh, an upcoming book of Henry Whitehorn Jr. Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. will be on with me. Kingdom law enforcement. He's going to talk to me about that in just a few minutes. So don't any of you go anywhere later on. You, all of us want to engage in the conversation about gender. All of you know that especially women, and I, you know, I've raised three, I've raised five, five girls. I've raised five girls and a son, six kids. I've raised six kids. And um, if gender doesn't matter, my mom and dad did not know anything about that. Neither did theirs and neither did theirs before them. And we must talk about it because in our present society in 2021, it appears that Men can't wait and they will go to any lengths to participate in women's sports. Hey, you go figure. I don't know. I don't know. You go figure. But it seems as though we have come to a place in 2021 where women who historically in America have been treated as second class citizens. That's a fact. And just recently have women began to actually break through whatever ceilings there may have been. And, and, and what you don't understand and it's what's so diabolical and what's so hypocritical about what goes on here in in this country right now and what you're seeing with your own eyes but hearing something totally different they say but they they say but then what you see is totally different and hey they can get a whole lot of people in trouble get you get you in trouble get me in trouble and you have to correct that and friends that's what I'm asking you to do right now you have to correct the misnomers that are putting being put forth by hypocritical people case in point Kamala Harris Kamala Harris whatever you want to call her okay but Kamala Harris I won't call her VP even though I think I did refer to to that in a text check out uh, my text at Rev C.L. Bryant at Rev C.L. Bryant she claims I want you to check this out now. She claims to be the first female VP in the history of the country. At the same time, though, her party claims that there's no such thing as gender. Now, she claims to uh, be a historical figure because of her being the first female VP of the United States. Right? But now, this may 
sound silly. This may sound silly, but, you know, actually, Tucker made the point. I'm just reiterating this point that Tucker made that I'm about to make right now. Tucker made this point. I thought it was really sharp. He said, well, couldn't Joe Biden actually, not Joe Biden, but but, uh, Mike Pence, couldn't Mike Pence actually claim to be then the first female vice president if we're going to play the game like that? I mean, he could have. He could, right? If any man on any given day, according to the way he feels, if he feels pretty that day, oh my God, it, it, he can he can be he can he can claim to be a man a woman. That is the bottom line of what the Dems want to push. That's the bottom line of degenderification. Is that gender doesn't matter. But it erases their argument of Kamala being the first VP woman president because that doesn't even matter. So it's not historical. It's not even achievement. Now, what I'm going to be talking to you about women when I return, and you know, I have friends uh, around the country who are women. I like your conversation. I'm glad you like mine. So, here it is. What does that really mean to you? When a third party male, that's what I'm going to call him. That's what I'm going to call him. When a third party male who claims to be now a female, but he was a male, but now he's in the third party, (laughs) wants to invade your space. Oh, and hey, 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 listen. I told you. Hey, I've raised five daughters. And son. Of course, my wife was there. Uh, you don't invade space of females. My boy learned that at a very early age. And son, your birthday's coming up real soon. And I just want you to know that it, had it not been for me, the girls would have killed you. Just so you'll know, I was there for you, son. But we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break when the C.L. Bryant show returns with more. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I'll be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America emanating throughout the nation and around the globe over the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk Radio. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard and 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there in Times Square. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Hey, friends, there is so much that we need to pay attention to here in this present day. And I got to tell you, folks, something. Here in Louisiana, we have been getting our share of downpour. There is no question about that. It has been raining. And right now, folks, it looks like they have opened the floodgates in the sky and the rain is falling. But I want to welcome the author of an upcoming book, Kingdom Law Enforcement. You've heard him here on the show before. My good friend, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn, Jr. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show, man. How are you? I'm blessed, brother. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Uh, and let me ask you this, uh, Henry, about Kingdom Law Enforcement. What's the idea behind it? Tell us about it. of Jesus in the profession of law enforcement, not just the profession of it, but uh, just how we see the world, how we view it. A lot of times we get into the profession of law enforcement believing that is our purpose for our life, and uh, a lot of times we're wrong. Uh, There are those that have been called to law enforcement, and there are those that haven't been called to law enforcement. And when we and, and those that have been called into law enforcement, a lot of times we get distracted with what the enemy's trying to do, and we miss out on our, our God-given purpose. So uh, it's more than just about what we're supposed to do as police officers or if we have family members that's in law enforcement. It's, it's more about a revelation of Jesus. Uh, through law enforcement. Let me ask you this, Henry, because there's a debate that's going on in the country right now at at whereas whether or not um, there is a real uh, attack against authority, whether there's a real attack against law enforcement, law enforcers. You are and have been in law enforcement for quite some time. Hearing from you would be important. What do you say about it? I, I, I believe there's an attack on law enforcement. 
a lot of times we're so focused on the attack on the outside. The attack on law enforcement is actually within CL. Um, you know, that a lot of people know that, you know, God's word says that there will be lawlessness in the last days. Well, lawlessness uh, just means iniquity. That's all it means. And iniquity means a, a habitual sinner. So if we're habitually sinning, those that are in law enforcement and, and, and we get caught up in a lot of things, I, I have uh, some things in there I discussed, which I, I one of the titles is, that I use is DAMS. And, and DAMS is just an acronym for uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, money, and sex. And those are things that the enemy uses with those that are in law enforcement. And the attack, it starts with within. If, if I can attack you within law enforcement and force you to either quit or mess up or make people look at law enforcement and say, well, look, they, they got so many problems. Why would I join that? Then you start the, the system of lawlessness. It, but it, the battle starts with, within us. When we look at the streets of, say, a city like Shreveport, uh, Houston, wherever you may roam, you know, as far as that's concerned, do you see uh, from the time you entered into your chosen profession uh, as a law enforcement officer up until this point, has there been a shift in what you see as lawlessness up from then until now? Tell us about that trend. Uh, is it a trend? What, 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 what do you see it? I definitely see a trend. I see it because we have so much access to the internet. We, have so much access in our cell phones we can look at whatever we want to look at not just those that are in the profession and uh, those that are outside of profession lies are being dis- dispersed in a way like never before and a lot of times when we whatever we're reading just feeds our bias there is a reason why they call your social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and you're scrolling through it, they call it a feed for a reason. And <laughs> if you're constantly feeding yourself that, the only thing that can come out is what you're feeding yourself. It, it, it's just like the human body. If if I eat pizza all year, if I feed myself that, and you feed yourself healthy food, CL, at the end of the year, who's going to be the most healthiest? You are, because it's all about what you're feeding yourself. So if you if you sit there and say, "Well, I'm just I'm just looking at this, I'm just looking at this, I'm just looking at this," you are constantly feeding yourself bad things. And you may think, "Well, no, it's good," but no, it's not, because if it's outside of what the Word of God says, you're feeding yourself exactly what the enemy wants to feed you. Wow. It's, and so since you're feeding yourself that, you see what is coming out of the mouths, of the actions, uh, out of the minds of people throughout this city. Henry, you get a chance to uh, speak with a lot of young people. Is that primarily then uh, what's happening with their, uh, I'll say, degenerating moral uh, outlook is that they've been fed and fed by this little thing that we have in our hands totally, whatever they want? Uh, is, is that what's happening here? Is that what we're seeing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is in, in, a, in a great way. The, and the reason for that is we as parents have done such a, a, a disproportionate job 
of trying to pacify our children with electronic devices. And the reason we're pacifying them with the electronic devices is because we're pacifying ourselves with the same thing. Wow. Wow. So we both fall under that uh, malaise of uh, the electronic device. You know, Henry, as we move forward, I want to ask you about this. Uh, I don't know if you, well, I know you knew Irma Jean Dunn, who was a good friend of mine. Uh, She's gone on uh, to be with the Lord now, but she was a a law enforcement officer. We laid to rest not long ago, and she was one of the first female uh, officers, uh, you know, there in, in Shreveport and so forth and so on. And there's a big, and you and I, I'm, I'm talking about this from a Christian perspective now, and, and I'm putting aside any hats that I wear for Freedom Works or any, any hats. I'm just talking to C.L. Bryant, and I want you to speak to me right now, all disclosures, as, as Henry uh, Whitehorn Jr. But, Henry, is there a, uh, and I, I respect every female officer, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, I respect every female who's raised their child on their own, believe me what I'm saying. But is there a role, a, a, a designed role for the male and female, even in a society where you see legislators trying to erase gender? Can you speak to that? We all have a purpose, a God-given purpose in life. In law enforcement, you got to have male and female officers. Even if you had a hundred different, even if you had a hundred male officers, every one of those officers' role is different. I don't care what what your uniform looks like. I don't care what the academy teaches you. I don't care if you're in the same division or the same unit. Because God has created you differently, your role and your purpose within wherever God has placed you is completely different than anybody else. And a lot of people look at uh, a female officer and may say, this is what she's supposed to be doing a, B and C, but that couldn't be further from the truth because that means that you're playing the role of God and saying exactly what she is supposed to be doing. If God has called her to law enforcement, then he has a role and a purpose for her. It is not to be in competition with her, her to be in competition with us, uh, uh, us to, to look down at her or to even look down at herself. I, I've worked with hundreds of female officers in the past, and and, and male officers are, are just as guilty of this, so uh, uh, please understand me when I say this. But we get into this, uh, what I've also heard is the comparison trap, which has turned into the competition trap. We say we're not in comparison or competition, but that could be the furthest from the truth. Because when you go through the academy, they teach you how to be the the authoritative figure. Well, when you go into a room of other people that believe that they are the sole authority, it becomes a competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, folks, can you see that? Folks, I want I just hold, hold that thought right there. Uh, Henry Whitehorn Jr., Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr., is my special guest. Can you see that? You're there, you see, there's a certain teaching that all of us are, you know, men and women in blue at the academy. 
But then you hit the streets and you go into real world situations where uh, traditionally there have been certain attitudes toward gender. And what Henry is simply saying is that it's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. But they experience that attitudinal difference from society. Henry, continue with that, if you would. There's something the Lord gave me um, the other day. And if you look at it and look at it, you know, you being on the outside in, for those that, you know, or in law enforcement, and for those that are outside of law enforcement, look at it from the inside out. So if you look at a cup, the only thing that you can pour out of that cup what was what was uh, only poured into it? You can't you can't look at a cup of water, grab it, pour it, and expect milk to come out of it. The only thing that's going to come out of that cup was what was already poured into it. Ab- and, absolutely, absolutely. And and, and and there's things that the academy does not teach you and will not teach you. The academy will teach you how to deal with citizens, how to enforce the law, what the law means, defense, defensive tactics, how to be uh, uh, safe as an officer, how to use your firearm, all these different things. But the academy does not teach you of the attack that will happen within law enforcement. That is with your coworkers, that is with your superiors, that is with other agencies, that is with uh, with your own mind, because there, there's a there's a chapter in the book where I, I talk about perception, and it's it's not it's not people's perception of you, but it's rather your perception of yourself and other people, because you will deal with criminal elements so much that you will perceive that everybody is like that. Wow! Stop, hold, Henry, Henry, hold tight, hold tight, oh, right man, there, hold man. tight, right there. Henry Whitehorn, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. is my special guest. I don't want you to miss what he said because all of us go through this because we perceive police officers by what we are fed as well. And they are fed many times a diet of criminals, 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 criminals. And what I'm wanting you to see is you're being fed a diet of police officers being uh, not your friends, not your friends, not your friends. And these two people clash. These two entities can clash if we don't come to some common sense approach that they're people. And they need to understand that, you know, no, all of us aren't criminals. Some of this is what happens in a society that is being manipulated folks that is what henry i can't wait for the book to come out now man i can tell you the truth uh henry whitehorn's book will be coming out uh soon and henry what why did you choose to name it uh kingdom law enforcement well uh, and like i said as of right now that's the the title of the book when I, i've been in law enforcement for for Right, right at almost two decades now. Um, I've had family members in law enforcement. I've, I've got uh, uh, a few friends of mine that have been in law enforcement, and, and I got a, a lot of people I know that have been never been in law enforcement, and they have their own uh, ideas and thoughts of law enforcement. But the only thing that's going to 
bring us together, the only thing that we all truly have in common is Jesus. If you have a kingdom mindset, CL, and you're not in law enforcement, and I have a kingdom mindset, and I'm in law enforcement, you and I shouldn't clash because we have the same mindset. The enemy's job is to divide us. He wants to divide us so he can conquer us. But the greatest battle within law enforcement is not citizens. It is law enforcement. And any police officer that is listening to this right now knows that is the truth. Your greatest, your first attack is always going to be with another cop. And your greatest battle is usually with another cop. And then, and, and, and that's how the enemy attacks the mind. Like I said, the, these we allow the enemy to, uh, to, to use us against us to create what I call dams. And he will use things such as drugs, alcohol, money, and sex, which at least eventually lead to depression, uh, which is the title of the, the second dance, depression, uh, anxiety, mental health, and suicide. Wow. If he, if he can lead you to this, then he will take you to somewhere else. And, and, and I've been a victim of all four of the previous uh, DAMS, yeah. which led me to the other wall that I was I was put in and it made me feel like I, I don't know who I am anymore. Why am I here? Not only do I hate people, but I hate my job and I want I, I want this to end. Law enforcement see I'm 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 gonna say so and I'll let you continue. Law enforcement is the only career that I've ever heard of when people get in and they've done five or ten years, they actually know how much time they got left to get out. Wow. Wow. You know what, man? I want you to stay with me through the break. I'm on with uh, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn, Jr., because your your conversation that you have brought here to the airwaves today is absolutely fascinating. Because, you see, in, in this present time that we live in, we have to have guardians of the city. And, folks, there are those who guard our cities at night. They're charged with it. You give them the job. The badge that's on their chest, you, you put it there. They, they're your public servants. They're police officers. And while you sleep peacefully in your beds at night, these guardians of the city, they see the underbelly of society in not, not spades, no, shovelfuls, wheelbarrowfuls, dump truckfuls of the dregs of society. But yet, they're like you and me. There are sons, daughters, our friends, uncles, aunts, brothers and sisters. They're police officers. I'm going to return with one of them. Uh, my good friend, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn, Jr. When I come back, this is C.L. Bryant Show, and I am C.L. Uh, emanating across the Fruited Plains, throughout the Fruited Plains, over Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation. Thank you for making us so popular among talk shows. I'll be back in just a few minutes with Henry Whitehorn Jr. right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And yes, still, still the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. All because of people like I'm talking to right now. Henry Whitehorn Jr., Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr., and you, you, you and he together make this a great nation. And the reason, one of the reasons I've been wanting to get him on uh, for a while now, but uh, the election, then the hoopla over the election, and now the fallout over the hoopla over the election is going on. So we got him on today because I have a feeling we're going to be seeing the role that he plays in our society become very important, more important to us as the days and weeks of this new year go along. You know, Henry, you had brought up a point that I want to revisit as far as, and, and, and I, I, I want to uncover uh, it because there's something between the lines of what you said. You were saying really to us that, uh, police officers, male, female, whoever they are, they, they have lives, too. They pay bills, too. They have mortgages, too. They they want to go home, too, at night, right? I mean, talk to us about that. Yeah, they do. Uh, yes, we do. We have the same attacks in our bedrooms, uh, in our houses, in our cars, our cell phones and our minds and our churches that, that everybody else deals with. We get to see a lot more of it than other professions. You know, uh, I'm sure uh, uh, there's fire departments that see a lot of it, especially in the, uh, the uh, uh, medical field. They have to deal with a lot of people. Uh, anytime you're in the people business, uh, you're going to have to deal with people good and bad. Uh, there's a scripture in, in Matthew 24, 12 that says, uh, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And if you take iniquity and change that to lawlessness, because that's what it is, and it says, and because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So we have so much iniquity, and this is going back to, to law enforcement, because we always, the, 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 the news, people, society, social media, does a great job of showing the battle between those that are in law enforcement and those that are not within law enforcement. What God has really put on my heart is to deal with the battle with law enforcement against law enforcement. Because it's a battle. It's a, it, Not only is it a battle, but it's a war. And it's, and it's been a brewing war that has been going on for at 
least a hundred years since law enforcement began, but nobody deals with it. Nobody. The way we deal with it is backstab each other. We lie about each other. I, I, I wrote in the book that there are times where my life has become a walking social media where people are so attentive to every little thing you to every little thing you do. It no matter. I, I mean, in at work and outside of work, and and what that has done, it has it has created a, a a life full of opinions and critics and false accusations and presumptions, and 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 those that are law enforcement can relate to this, and it's not being. It's not that, you know, oh, well, I went to Henry Whitehorn's Facebook page and let me show you what all he did. I was bad about putting their business on Facebook. Granted, you have every right to do so, but just know that uh, people that are watching you are only there to have an opinion of you. It's no different than a, a, a fan. If you, if you, you know, say you were, you know, an incredible athlete that was in the NFL and you had uh, 10 million fans, well, they are fans of UCL because of what you do for them, how you make them feel. Yes. They are a fan of you and they follow you because they agree with what you are doing because of how it makes them feel. Yes. But the second you don't do that, right. they no longer are their fan. They are now your critic. Preach, man. Uh, that's it. Oh, man. You, you just, uh, it's Henry. Henry, you just, you just preached to an entire nation, man. Let me tell you, folks, don't get it twisted. People care about how you make them feel. The moment you stop making them feel a certain way, they stop singing your praises. They're not really into you. They're into what you do for them and how you make them feel. And anybody who's on radio, television, or whatever, a public figure, police officer, preacher, whoever you are, don't you ever get it twisted. Jesus can tell you about that. Jesus can tell you about that. It was, it was Peter saying, no, Lord, this ain't going to happen to you. You're not going to get because that made him feel bad. That, that made him feel differently about the Messiah and the king of the Jews, his savior, his rabbi, Jesus Christ. The minute Jesus made him feel differently, then perhaps attitudes begin to change. No change with Judas. You know, Henry, you um have brought to bear and man there's a whole lot of meat left on that bone that we got to uh, uh pick off and and tell everybody about the the name of the upcoming book again and when do you expect it to be coming out the fall i think the fall of this year or, or the early part of next year talk to us yeah um like i said the name of it it, it, it may change but it probably won't uh it's going to be called kingdom law enforcement uh I, lord willing it will come out uh the, the fall of winter of this year or spring of next year. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to rush God and I'm, and he's outside of time. So it's whenever he wants to, to release this information. Um, I believe it is vital, especially in the season that we are in, uh, a scripture I've heard, and I'm not going to say the whole thing that's been taken out of context since the day I heard it. And, and, and it, and it's used a lot to put on plaques or they use it at a funeral for an, an officer. 
And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that believes that this what that scripture means, but I'm telling you that it's wrong. But uh, the word says that blessed are the peacemakers. And everybody believes that, well, since I'm in law enforcement, I'm upholding the law, I'm a peacemaker. That 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 is not true. Because if there is chaos in your own life and there is chaos in your home and you are not doing what God has called you to do, which means being uh, to obediently do, you know, people OD on cocaine all the time, CL or other drugs, and they're overdosing. We should OD on the word of God, which means obediently do. That's what we should be doing. Oh, man, I like it. Obediently do the word of God every day. And I cannot have peace if I don't understand the word of God, which means I need to have a kingdom mindset. I need to take because he is he is the prince of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. I cannot have peace without him. I said earlier I've been in law enforcement for almost right at two decades. But I can also tell you this, that I feel like I have only been doing what God has called me to do for the last three years in law enforcement. I'm not saying that I wasted 17 years, but that was 17 years that I, I made about me and whatever I wanted to do. And it had absolutely nothing with God, but I have, I have, uh, uh, had a, a new, uh, way of seeing things. And that's because of God's grace. It's nothing because it's nothing I've done. It's, it's everything that he has done, but, this is something that is needed. We are losing law enforcement officers, not just because of, you know, the media or or, 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 or what citizens are saying, but there's such an, an, uh, a, a great attack within law enforcement that the morale is at an all-time low all the way from New York to California. It's at a, uh, the morale is at an, all, at an all-time low where I'm at. And people cannot understand. Well, well, if we just give them more money, they'll be, they'll things will be better. Money is just a, a, a band aid on a, a, a open wound that can't can't heal itself. Money can't heal anything. Yeah, I'd much rather have God than any dollar amount that you give me because that money can only suffice for so long. This is why Satan is so good at giving you what you want when you want it. Because he knows it doesn't have any shell life. If you don't believe me, think of any lustful thing that you ever want to do. Because I've said this before. The reason people sin is because it feels good. Oh, if yeah. You if, if you don't believe me, then go sin. Sin feels good. It makes yeah. your flesh feel good. Yeah, and you know what, Henry? Sin is also pretty. Sin is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and it, you're right. It smells good. It feels good. It's all a yeah. sin. Is, sin is great. Yes. It's deceptive. Once you get it, deceptive. Once you get it, the second you get it, 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 there's nothing else after that. It has a short. I love the way you put that, man. It has a short shelf life. <laughs> Once you have obtained it in your hand, that is it. You got it. It's like okay. So now, what you do? You go to the next thing. Oh man, and this is this is why that the, especially with male lawsuits, they they so caught up in perversion. They say, "Well, I don't look at porn," but you're scrolling. Facebook and Instagram looking at women that aren't your wife. And, oh, and, and it's just you you and if and if that one woman that you looked at in the picture satisfied you, you wouldn't scroll to the next one. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But you've looked at it, you got what you want out, so now you got to get the next thing. And the reason people do not want to uh, go to God is because God sets the time. He sets the season of what you're going to get. Preach, man. You know, our pastor, and, and Henry, I'm going to cut, I got I got to go, running up against the, the, the 12 o'clock hour, uh, uh, but at the, uh, the hard hour. Uh, but our pastor, James A. McMinnis, uh, yesterday went down through those seasons, and oh, did he walk that through there. The Holy Spirit was really heavy upon him and uh, thank you man for your friendship god bless you and god keep you please uh hug your lovely wife mary for me and uh we will uh see you real soon fight the good fight henry whitehorn jr i know that you will because you are fighting the good fight thank you for being on with me my friend i appreciate you Sal. you're a blessing to me and my family and we continue to pray for you every day and we thank the lord for for using you and you are a vessel for the kingdom god bless you i'm cl this is the cl bryant show that was my friend henry whitehorn jr and i gotta tell you something folks uh today as always he was absolutely a delight on fire for the king of kings and lord of lord he is one of us who is helping us advance that kingdom here on earth. Yeah, thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, I certainly do appreciate uh, having him on with me. And I will tell you this. Um, friends, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. When you look at a menu, and I was saying this um, to, um, I think one of my daughters, in fact, one of my daughters may have actually told me this, and you find what you want there, to keep your mind from being indecisive, choose what you decide on. You know you like it, you know that's what you want, and you know you'll enjoy that. Get that. A double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. And the only way that I have gotten to where I am is by the grace of God, but by having a purpose that the Lord had shown me that has kept my mind stayed on that purpose. That's simply advancing the kingdom. I'll be back. I'm CL. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Glad that you could come along with us uh, today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Welcome aboard. And, um, hey, there's a lot for us to talk about. And I got to tell you, uh, Henry Whitehorn Jr., he uh, kicked it off here today uh, with that conversation. We were talking about his new book, Law Enforcement King, Law, um, Kingdom Law Enforcement, uh, that will be coming out soon uh, here. And you know what? I wanted to bring Henry on because Henry's a young friend he was younger he's a younger friend of mine uh here in um uh, my hometown Shreveport Louisiana and you always want to make sure that you give them a reason to bring that product to the market right now I hope that he's fired up and ready to bring that product kingdom law enforcement to the market so it can benefit us all. But there's something that's going on in the market right now that I, I want you to understand does not benefit us all. It simply does not. And you know what it is? Confusion. Scripture tells us that God is not the author of confusion, but of Peace in the churches um, that he has established, but even in the church, this, this, this is, this is the thing. This is it right here. Even in the church, you are going to have and already have uh, these civil wars that are taking place over uh, gender identification. In the ch- yeah. The, the one that, that knows by memory that in the beginning he created them male and female and that he's not the author of confusion. There is no confusion about uh, stallions and, 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 and mayors. Phillies. Huh? There's no confusion about that. There's no confusion about cows and bulls. Sheep and goats. Or or sheep and uh, rams. Ewe lambs and or or, um, billies and and um, you, um, use, I think <laughs> that's a that's a lamb. And nannies, nannies. <laughs> I couldn't remember what a female goat was. It's a nanny. Okay, uh, didn't have one. So, what I'm saying to you is this. Why are we having this argument now? Now, now, listen, listen, listen. Don't think that there's anything new happening here under the sun. This has always been around, okay? But what people chose to do back in the day, what people chose to do 
was to not give it headlines. They know it was there. Prominent people participated. There's no question about it. But uh, there was no need to make it a special interest. It was a private interest that people had who were participating in that. And so, therefore, you could still maintain. Oh, hear me well now. You could still maintain at least the facade of a decent society. Now, even though we do know that there are dregs in our society that are bent on wanting to destroy it, they are out front in your face. No, they're, they're, they're not private anymore. The dregs, the destroyers, the enemies of our society, they are not private anymore. They're in your face and they're challenging you. Uh, hey, it's high noon. Yeah, it's, it's high noon, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but I'm an old Western, I like Westerns, old Western fan, you know, and um, that Gary Cooper film, High Noon with Grace Kelly, one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion, because it tells a story that is uh, dealing with courage, principle, conviction, and upholding the law. It, 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 it's a story about all of that. Love, even. And so, we're at high noon. And will it be our lives or hisn? What would I do if you leave me? America is saying to you, do not forsake me. Oh, my darling. Hey, let me tell you something. This is gut check time for you, America and Americans. <laughs> because your very the nature, the very nature of your existence as men and women. I want you to hear me. It's being challenged here. Your, your children several years ago were being referred to as snowflakes. Why? Because they cannot stand the heat of the day. They melt under examination, scrutiny, or any type of thing like that. They melt. They cannot stand scrutiny and tell you something else they cannot stand is the reality of human existence. They cannot stand to know it because it has been taught to them that it's 
painful. And anything that causes you stress or pain is bad. And that, my friends, within that thought within itself is, in fact, detrimental to your existence, is never experiencing heartache and pain. <laughs> uh, somebody may be saying, well, hey, um, I should be on level, you know, on the 50th level, 55th level of, of existence then huh? <laughs> because of the pain that you've experienced in life. No people like that. I know people like that. No people like that. Older, much older than I am. Who seemingly their whole life has been nothing but suffering and pain and heartache. But you know what the strangest thing is about them? Oh, and I wish I could have you sit down and talk to them. They have the most brilliant outlook, even at their age, on what life was about and what life is about. And whatever time they have left on the earth, what they want to make it about. Oh, hey, friends, with that type of that's how you make it through because you allow that to teach you what life has been about yeah it has been painful it's painful now but what did you learn recently uh, yeah learned and let me tell you something friends Americans, unless you learn that painful lesson, and Lord knows, yeah, yeah, unless you learn that lesson, and then, here you go, here we go, this this, this is where Americans are, are missing the mark, and then appreciate the lesson that you've learned, and move on. Yeah. And so, my fellow Americans, what lesson are we being taught now? Because it's going to be painful, this gender identification thing that's happening. How do you move on from that? Oh, how, how, how do you move on from that? I don't know because it all boils down to male and female because that's what we were and that's what we have been created to be from the beginning. There's more pain coming down the pike about this than even meets the eye. And 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 I'm when we I might as well start let's start this conversation. We we began it, but then we had Henry on. For the balance of uh, the last hour. And, and I want to 
began this conversation because there is more to this uh, gender identity uh, that, that meets the eye. There is something being put forth to you, the American people, that will destroy you as it did other societies in antiquity. Rome being a prime example fell because of, um, you know, burdens of taxes, but also because of immorality. Oh, Paul writes about it. Yeah, in Romans, he said, men burned in their lust toward other, other, other men. Leaving the natural use of the woman. I mean, that's what that's what the scripture says, you know. It, it caused the it caused a decline. It caused a collapse, as Paul says, of that society. Could we be headed toward that because we are not recognizing or we are failing to uh, or, let's see, or we are abusing what has been put in place from the beginning as we were created male and female. That's how he created the creator that even is in our founding documents as Americans. He's acknowledged as giving us our unalienable rights to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of happiness. The thing that's working against us. Huh? It is our constant, is the very thing that liberates us and makes us the most exceptional nation up among all nations on the earth. Is that the very weapon that is being diabolically used against us to destroy? This republic, which is still great. But if we follow this path, you better hear me, Americans. If we follow this path, we will be talking about the once great. The once greatest nation on the face of the planet. Which was known as America. It's being rumored that Vladimir Putin is stepping down from office. I think it's the end of this year, middle of this year, whenever it is, he'll be stepping down. And he'll be one of the few in modern times who has left that office who wasn't, didn't get sick. <laughs> and, uh, and well, you know, you know, hadn't been heard from. He's announcing he's leaving. Question is, who's going to replace him? And America being what we are right now in the hands of, uh, hey, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, two Marxists. Who knows who may replace Putin? It may be two Marxists over there for a Marxist like Putin. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that Marxist Chinese are relishing the fact that they have 
Joe Biden is their lapdog. Yes, they are. They are relishing the fact that they have Joe Biden as their lapdog. So, I don't know what America may be, you know, in years and days to come in these next two years before we're able to, if we're able to. If it's not over, I don't believe it is, but I'm just saying, what if we wake up uh, uh, after the midterm elections in 2022 and we find out that, hey, we've even lost even further ground as people who believe in what America used to be? What if we've even lost even further ground, which would mean that right now I am talking to a people who don't know that who didn't know that it, it, it was it was over. That's what that's what this means. That's what that will mean. This moment in time, if we are able to survive, if we're still alive, if conservative thought and American core values have lost further ground to Marxist legislators, if we're unable to take back the House of Representatives and the Senate, which would mean that, yes, we would probably most likely take Uh, back in earnest, uh, you know, on American paper, the White House, because right now Joe Biden is is who they say has the right to the White House. I don't. They do. But but what I what I am saying to you right now would mean if we don't take it back in 2022, and and Jared, mark this one because I want I'm going to refer back to this one. I'm going to I want you to mark this one. It will mean that what I am saying to you right now was a moot point because I didn't know. You didn't know. We didn't know. That it was already over. It was over already. And we just didn't know it. And so what uh, what are we what are we going to do to prevent this from being a moot point? Because right now. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
CL, back with you. Fantastic day it is right here in the USA. I am uh, looking so forward to uh, meeting and greeting all of you, uh, my friends, uh, in the up and down the, the coast of, of Florida. I have decided to uh, go check out beach living for a little while, a little bit before perhaps buying something, you know, a little bit further inland. I don't know. Uh, how that's going to shape out or work out. But uh, I can I can tell you this, as I was saying to you in the first part of the show, and if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app and um, follow us wherever you go. And just tune it in whenever you can. You can you know, just listen to it on various platforms. Uh, I want to thank all the terrestrial stations who replay the show and replay around the country. And I also want to give a shout out to um, Loving Liberty up there in Utah, up in Utah, my good friend, uh, Kathy Smith. That's the station that she gave birth to. And uh, I pray God will bless it and bless all who listen to it and spread the good news, the good news of America and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I certainly uh, am grateful for the opportunity to share with you here today on uh, this show. And I want you to know something, friends. And um, Americans, do you remember how much venom the EU countries launched at Donald Trump when he told them, hey, listen, it's time for you guys to, you know, pony up your, your fair share. You remember how mad they got? You remember that? Joe Biden has just put us right back in their arms. Where they're not going to pay their fair share, but you are going to pay more than yours. You're going to do it. Uh, The Chinese taking advantage of us. Joe Biden has just put us right back in their arms. Patsies. For the Chinese, for the Chai Coms, as Rush would call them. Pray for Rush. I mean, yeah. I'll be uh, talking to James. Um, I'll be talking to Bo Snurley, James, uh, well, Golden. Here in the next couple of days. You all know him as Bo Snurley. And I am, there's many of things that we want to do in Florida. And of course, you know, there's so many people and so much, so many resources that uh, the Lord has blessed me with there in South Florida, particularly in Miami and uh, Dade and in Palm Beach counties. And um, there's so much, there's so many. Uh, people that the Lord has blessed me with, especially up in Orlando, and now uh, even in the um, uh, Hutchinson Island area, uh, St. Lucie area, and and um, Martin County, those areas, God has really been blessing and opening doors that I could not, cannot, uh, could not see, and so. We want we I promise you this. We won't squander this, Lord. And um wherever you lead, I'm willing to follow. 
And so we'll be moving the show to Florida. That's where the show is going to be emanating from, and no longer from Louisiana, although my home will always be Louisiana, no matter where I lay my head. And even though I don't necessarily consider Florida the South, I'll say it again. My home is Louisiana. I'm Southern born and Southern bred. Yes, I am. And so, my friends, um, what next? Does Kamala Harris, does Joe Biden, or can Mike Pence, as Tucker Carlton said, Carlson said uh, the other night, as Tucker said the other night, can Joe Biden uh, actually, uh, or Mike Pence actually claim, if he wanted to claim being the, if he wanted to say that he was the first female vice president of the United States, could he legitimately say that under the Biden administration? What, what if Kamala Harris decided that she woke up feeling like a man that day? Could she say that she was the first black and female? Black male and female. <laughs> Vice President of the United States. Can you see how twisted this is going to get? Friends, listen, I tweeted out. Follow me on Twitter, at Rev uh, CL. Brian tweeted out just a little bit ago. Listen, Candace Parker is a, I love, love, love basketball. I like basketball, love basketball. I like sports, period. And, hey, by the way, props to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the man. Are you hearing me? Tom Brady is the man. And even though I'm not normally a, a, a rooting for Tom Brady because he always demolishes people that I don't want him to demolish, but Tom Brady is the man. And I'm going to tell you something. He's the only guy, probably the only guy that absolutely all of us could agree that while he's playing the game, he needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Ten Super Bowls? Are you kidding me? And you've won over 50% of them? (laughs) You kidding me? That is absolutely phenomenal. Excuse me for the sidebar. I meant to say it at the top of the show. Don't know why I didn't. And so there you go. And continue to pray for my friends that I had asked you to pray for um, in this past week. God is good. And he's able and he's all sufficient. And we give them over their health and their happiness over to him, the almighty God, the eternal one. Now, (laughs) back to, is it possible then that the Democrats, the liberals, the Marxists, Socialist Democrats, they're all of that. Yeah, they are. Have they actually shot themselves in the foot? Because, listen, there are gays and lesbians that want nothing 
absolutely nothing to do with this gender identification. Gay men understand this. Gay men like being gay men. Are you hearing me? Lesbians like being lesbians. And I'm not saying anything against transgenders or for them or anything of that nature. I'm just saying that the Democrats are misunderstanding the whole gay and lesbian movement. Transgenders are the are a totally different idea to this than the gay and lesbian movement, which to me is uh, mild compared to what they're trying to shove down the throats of you women. Oh, you better wake up and smell what's cooking. You will become third class citizens behind them because legislatively they will have priority. Your girls, your granddaughters who choose to play sports will be competing against men who woke up one day feeling like Shania Twain used to say, a woman. They're going to feel like a woman. And they're going to exercise their legislative right to invade the spaces, the sanctity of women. Hey, um, 11th hour blog. Go there. Go there. In fact, uh, Michelle and I are trying to get this lady on to the show. 11th hour blog. The, the number 11, T-H, our blog. It will give you, all of you, insight into what is transpiring here. There's nothing prejudiced about what I'm saying. There's nothing racist about what I'm saying. There is an agenda here for confusion. And I've told you before, God is not the author of confusion. Yeah, you're going to get that. The creator that Jefferson spoke about in our founding documents. Guess what? He's the same God. That is not the author of confusion. And what's being, what's happening here? What's, what's transpiring right before our very eyes here in America is the uh, pouring of and molding of the foundation of a confused society that can be taken, taken down, taken apart. Are you hearing me? You scatter the sheep by smiting the shepherds. And what has happened is that the shepherds who should be guarding the flock have been bought and paid for. 
So anything can be said, anything can go, anything can be ushered in because there is no one shepherding the American sheep. I'm not talking about pastors in particular. I'm talking about those that you elect to office. Oh, how many times have I told you? You know, I spend a lot of time in and out of Washington, D.C., about to start spending uh, more time there. In and out of there. Yeah, until I'm. And it's a very seductive place. You send Joe uh, to. You send. uh, Let's not use Joe. Let's say Billy. (laughs) Why not Billy? To Washington, D.C. He has these great and grand ideas about what he's going to do when he gets there for the people. Don't forget that. And you believe him. We believe him. And so what happens? We give Billy our vote. So Billy gets to Washington, D.C. And then Billy begins to hear the whispers of the Washington seductresses saying, what would it take to get you to come along with me? What do you like? Oh, I can get fit for you in any flavor you like it in. What habits do you have? We can indulge them all. Washington, D.C. for Billy. From down off the farm. Is seductive. Are you hearing me? And then all of a sudden, um, things you thought he was going to vote against and vote for. He's not because he's becoming acclimated to the swamp. Now, uh, all of you hear me and Fox News knows because they're, they're seeing. They're seeing it themselves. They, they have to know. And, of course, you know, I go on Fox News and affiliates um, sometimes. Um, but not as often as I used to. Why? Because uh, I, I know something. They've changed. You know it, too. They've changed. And if you play the game, you can get the fame. If you refuse to play the game, you have to scrape and claw your way and do it the old-fashioned way, the American way, the way I do it. You have to earn it. Nobody gives, nobody gives you anything. You have to earn it. I teach young people this very principle around the country. I've done it on college campuses around the country. Whatever you get, earn it. Uh, it's a, something my father passed on to me, and, I'm, and the most grateful thing I am to him is to teach me that one lesson, is to earn what you get. Well, see how we know that you inherited a, you know, uh, you inherited a farm, didn't you? Yeah, but I have to keep it. 
You have to earn it. You have to, you have to still keep it. Otherwise, the weeds, everything, everything takes it over. You have to keep it. You've got to pay people if you have to to keep it for you. You have to keep it. Amer- Mr. Franklin, what type of government have you gotten us? Oh, I've gotten you a republic. If you can keep it. Grandpa, uh, is this going to be my land when you're gone? If you can keep it. If you can keep it. And I want to report to down through the annals of time to Mr. Franklin and my grandfather. That I have done all. I have pledged. My life, my fortune, my sacred honor as patriots like you were who came before me. To the cause of this Judeo-Christian ethic and principle that has been laid out before us to save it for our children and our posterity. When I get tired, many times, uh, as a song, I sent a song to a friend of mine the other day, um, by another friend that I'd known years and years ago, Keith Green, killed in a uh, um, plane crash many years ago. But but in this song, he he tells us about sometimes when you get tired, I, I remember, I remember the saints, the men and women who came before me, the patriots that came before me, the saints that came before me, the citizens that came before me, who paid the price, who sacrificed their blood so that I could say these words to you. And the sacrifice has to go on from generation to generation. Americans, I've said this around the corners of this this country and on three, maybe four different continents. Four different continents. If you have not found something that you know is worth your life, then you probably hasn't found anything that's worth your living. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. Uh, God, family, country. You better believe it. I'll be back in just a little bit with more of the show. If you don't get both hours, CL Bryant show, be sure to download free, free app. The C.L. Bryan Show. Back with a home stretch. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. 
Back with you to close out this Monday show, a show that um, I certainly hope you have enjoyed. Head on with me early in the um, in the first segment, in the first segment of the show. A good friend, uh, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr., and uh, he was on with me, and not only was he sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but the good news of what it is to serve. Uh, your community as a law enforcement agent, uh, but the challenges that come along with that. Friends, um, to turn to a news item, there are several reasons why a special counsel. And and I was asking, uh, I was asking this question. I don't know if you caught my interview uh, with, with my good friend Sean Hannity on Friday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant. It's there in case you missed it. At Rev C L Bryant, yeah, my interviews there. Um, I was saying, I was asking the question. I asked the question. Well, what's going to happen to Joe's little boy? What's going to happen to him? Does he get a pass? I mean, does it go away? Well, there are some who really feel as though a special counsel need to be appointed. For what? To check on what Hunter Biden was doing. What was he doing? There are several reasons why a special counsel must be appointed to investigate Hunter Biden because as president, Joe Biden's most important national security decisions will involve China, former Deputy National Security Advisor Advisor K.T. McFarlane said Friday. Katie was advisor to Reagan. Okay. Now, Hunter Biden has received hundreds of millions of dollars worth in contracts over the years from the Chinese government. Hunter Biden, the president's boy, his little boy, his son, Hunter, Hunter, it's like, it's, it's like CL being elected president of the United States and my son, LC. <laughs> oh, son, I wish we could. <laughs> we'll parley about that. And my, and my son, LC, is received hundreds of millions of dollars of contracts for his business from people who don't mean us well would i be investigated oh my god <laughs> oh, oh my god people probe you <laughs> my life's an open book yeah I've been there done that got the t-shirts i wear the t-shirts no uh, Yes, but Hunter, his life's an open book too. And it's a crime been committed here. A crime of a VP, a vice president, and I will refer to 
uh, Joe Biden is the vice president. He's legitimately elected vice president of the United States because Obama was legitimately elected the president of the United States. He was legitimately elected. There was no fraud there. Obama won. He beat McCain. He beat Romney, which Biden being his VP, he was legitimately the VP of the United States. And today we have a different discussion. However, he's serving in an office behind the desk that gives out sensitive information and can share sensitive information with whom they want to share it with. You have people who really don't care if Joe Biden shares information with the Chinese. Why? Why? Because they know Joe As it has been said, they know, Joe, they know the game that has been played that has gotten us into this situation. Now, the Justice Department is going to be put in a very difficult situation. That's what KT McFarlane was talking about. The Justice Department must determine if Biden, Joe Biden, had a connection with his son's business interest. You have a witness that says he did. Um, I can't remember his name, not Buttigieg, or not Buttigieg, but I can't remember the guy's name. Polish name. I'll say it like that. <laughs> Polish name. It must be determined. It must be determined. Joe Biden said he didn't. Witnesses said he did. Who's the big guy? Joe Biden's brother didn't talk to his brother about this. Joe Biden's son didn't talk to his father about this. The father's son and Joe Biden didn't talk about this with their uncle, with the brother and the uncle. With that much money involved, with the family going to benefit from the windfall of that kind of money. Oh, granted, they got hundreds, they got, um, you know, percentages, they, you know, who knows, 30, 40, 50 million themselves, the family. That ain't, hey, 100 million, maybe more millions. You're going to tell me, you're going to want me to believe that Joe Biden doesn't believe, doesn't, doesn't see why he's able to buy this luxury condo or whatever house somewhere on a beach in Tahiti all of a sudden. What's up with that? Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, Joe, I wouldn't be mad at you. If my family would move, if all of them would move with me to Tahiti and I could do the show on there. (laughs) Wouldn't be a bad idea. It might, you know what? Put that on the put that on the list, Michelle. You and Mark, you and Mark, we'll move our we'll move our whole contingency to Tahiti. I'll move you all out. <laughs> oh my God, it's going. Let me tell you, it is going. To, it could. It, it hasn't done it yet, but it could. Americans, it could all go downhill fast. I understand we live like kings in Tahiti, son. If you're listening, I understand we live like kings in Tahiti. <laughs> Let's relocate them all to Tahiti. And the temperature is the same. Hey, it's the same temperature as it is in Florida, folks. 
same temperature. It'd be great. In fact, it's it's even better because you got that wind, that ocean breeze. Oh man, I'm just about to talk myself into it. <laughs> nah. Headed to Hutchinson Island. That's where the show's going to be. But if things go downhill real fast in America, ooh, Tahiti or, I don't know, New Zealand. Here I come. You might as well enjoy the rest of it instead of having the headache of all of it. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. And if, in fact, Judgment Day has come to a land that is no longer inhabited by people who are free thinkers, then you need to go somewhere where you can carve out your own little piece of property, your own little piece of uh, heaven here on earth, if you can have that, until you get your piece of heaven that God has in store for you beyond the skies. Yeah. Eyes haven't seen. Ears haven't heard. Neither has anybody ever thought about it, even though you may be an intellectual. You haven't not even thought about the things that are in store for those of us who love the creator, God. That's what he said. I didn't say that. And so the confusion that is coming down the pike is coming with a mighty rush. It seems as though it will engulf our schools, our churches, our politics, our day-to-day living, certainly our government institutions. Because somewhere in the minds of feeble-minded Americans, we have gotten to a point where all we are being led like sheep, fed, as Henry Whitehorn said earlier, certain ideas on these various feeds that we listen to. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're feeding you, programming you, and creating terms like Re-education, reprogramming. You're being re-educated as to what gender is, as to what family is, what marriage is. You're being re-educated as to what country is. Patriotism is something that they're wanting you to find obsolete. It no longer is correct. In social circles of people of any status. To refer to yourself as a patriot. And certainly you had better not utter the word nationalist. As I proudly will say I am. I love America above all other nations on the earth. I am a nationalist. I love my country. That is founded on Judeo-Christian ethics and principles. But we're going to talk about this tomorrow on tomorrow's C.L. Bryan show. Will you find yourself going along to get along fearing that you will soon be outlawed, hunted down, 
and exterminated. I'm going to give you the antidote to all of that, folks. I'm going to give you the antidote to all of that. You don't have to be afraid. You should not fear. As long as you embrace what you have been given by birthright. The unalienable right to your life. Your liberty. Your pursuit of happiness. That in itself caused 56 signers of the of our founding documents to pledge to one another their lives their fortunes and their sacred honor what would make them do that a whisper a thing that was whispered at one time freedom liberty and the ability to govern myself I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day I want to thank him for our men and women around the globe in uniform who defend our right to speak our minds and until I'm able to talk to all of you again. Hopefully it's 22 hours from now. I'm CL. May God bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.